This is Gotham TV Podcast, episode 87, and we're here with our second interview from London's Hero Villains Fan Fest, uh, this time with Robin Lord-Taylor and Drew Powell. I'm David Mazuz, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. This is Drew Powell, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. This is Robin Lord-Taylor, and you are listening to Gotham TV Podcast. Welcome back, Gothamites. Great to be here with you. Uh, it's Derek, one of your hosts. Uh, John isn't here at the moment, as you probably know from the other episodes that we've released this week. Uh, but I'm back just to introduce our interview with Robin Lord-Taylor and Drew Powell of Gotham that we conducted last weekend over at London's Hero and Villains Fan Fest. Love these two characters. This is our villains portion of our Heroes and Villains interviews from uh, from London's Heroes and Villains Fan Fest. Uh, so good to be there and really, really great of the guys to give up some time. They had some really long cues for autographs and photographs all day for for two full days and um, but as you can probably hear from robin when you when we get into the interview uh, he is hugely thankful as is drew uh, for all of the people that turned out in what, what turned out to be quite a, a difficult week in the uk um last week but really really nice to sit down with the two guys some really interesting insights i think from uh, from robin lord taylor on his character and from drew powell on the changes that have happened with butch since the last time we spoke to him back in episode 50 uh, but i'm not going to delay it too much time to get into the interview this is Gotham TV Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Hi, I'm one of your other hosts, John. And we're at Hill- Heroes and Villains Fan Fest UK. Second day in London, we had David Masseuse dealing with our heroes side. And today we've got two of the villains of Gotham joining us. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Yes, this is Robin Taylor. I play the Penguin on the show. I am Drew Power and I play Butch Gilsey. Our listeners are... 97 There you go. Our listeners are very familiar with Drew Powell's voice. He's been doing a little intro for us for the last little while since yeah. we had him on board. Andrew Wilk. Which is so nice of him. We've, uh, we've created a few, a few Drew Powell supporters and Butch Gilzine supporters over the, over the years. So. Lovely from Ireland. <laughs> so thanks so much for joining us. What's it been like at that Heroes Villain Fan Fest? This is a, a UK con. I know you guys were up at Blackpool with us last year. Yes. Uh, what's it like at the UK con? Are your arms tired for all the, all the autographs? <laughs> it's astounding. I had no idea that the show was such a phenomenon here. And I, mean, I have to say, I've been more busy at this convention than I have been at any other convention, including... New York Comic Con. Wow. I mean, it's just wow. been like absolutely overwhelming, but in the best way. You yeah. know, the, the love is real, and the kindness, and the, and also that just the gifts, the fan art, you know, it's brilliant. And also the cosplayers. I mean, oh, there's wow. like forty penguins running around. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. 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 It needs to be a pool. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we, you kind of get bits and pieces through social media, like, oh, it seems like there's. Several people, you know, coming from the UK that enjoy it, mm-hmm. or from Ireland, or, or whatever, and, uh, Italy, fans from Italy here. Mm-hmm. Um, but then to see it here, you know, in this really great venue with the, you know, that panel we had yesterday, it just felt like people everywhere, like hanging off the rafters. It was awesome. Yeah. It's really neat. And it's yeah. very gratifying to, to know that, um, you know, especially for us being from America, I think, to know that it has this worldwide reach. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a neat, neat thing. And not to be too serious, but to break it down a little bit, it's nice to be here. Celebrating art in a public space with many, many people in light of what's just happened in Manchester. And, you know, we would not miss it for the world after that happened. You know, there were, there were people who were worried about mm-hmm. our safety, but, you know, Drew and I, you know, living in New York City, another place that has unfortunately experienced horrific tragedy, 
you know, we knew that we had to come, you know, it's, we must soldier on and carry on and to bring some sort of joy to these people. It's just, you know, an, an opportunity that we're so grateful to have. Absolutely. Yeah, I, know that, and I know there's so many Gothamites that really have appreciated you guys coming over as well. So, yeah, thanks so much. Do you think, um, I was just going to say, how is uh, Olga working out? Now you've been in the UK, has Alpha, you know, Sean given you any new English lessons that you can teach her? Um, I mean, Sean gives us English lessons all the time. All the time. <laughs> but it's more like, you know, calling, like using the word sausage as a term in the day. Sausage and treacle. And I wanted to just go on to Gotham itself. Both of your characters have a really interesting connection in the fact that you've had your relationships ruined by interference from other people. So mm-hmm. obviously your relationship with Ed suffering a bit of a bad time at the moment because mm-hmm. uh, of Isabella. And obviously with Butch Gilzine, he's had a relationship ruined between himself and Jessica. I mean, I will correct you, know? you and I will say the re- relationship between Oswald and Ed is not suffering because of Isabella. It's suffering because of Oswald. Right. Oswald is a person who doesn't understand boundaries. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what love truly is. And he is a fractured, manipulative person. So it's really his his own doing that you know is he is his own understanding in many many ways. And this is one of the great examples of that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I, I stand corrected and happily so. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, now, Butch, on the other hand, mm-hmm. absolutely, uh, totally got an uh-huh. uh, in, in episode five. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and really did it wrong both with, with Penguin and, and Tabitha, which I think is equally bad for him, you know, because it's, even though Butch and Penguin maybe didn't always see eye to eye, there was definitely a connection. There, there was a, a real um, um, camaraderie, a strange camaraderie between the two. And so, and one fell swoop. Nigger managed to, to ruin, you know, that, and, and, and I think you'll see it in times to come. He's not done right, with right. Butch, so uh, to, uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah. It's a little weasel. Penguin made a major miscalculation, too, with Butch, in that he didn't, you know, Butch could have been someone that he could have trusted, and as you've seen in you know, the episodes that you've seen, you know, you know, Butch is actually, you know, heartbroken, and there's that lovely moment that Drew has where he's like, you know, I, you never... Believed in me, you never trusted me, you know, and and it could have happened. And again, this is another example of Oswald, you know, miscalculating and also not understanding, you know, another person's motivations. You know, he he makes constant mistakes, but as we go forward, hopefully, he learns from that. Will uh, will will Oswald and Butch come back together? Will they be drawn back to to one another? Well, that's the lovely thing about our show is that you know it's it's cyclical. You know, people Mm -hmm. come in and out each other's, you know, lives and out alliances are made and then broken and then reformed. And, you know, it's one of the things we love in the sense that, like, you know, we go through periods where, like, you know, like Drew and I were working together, you know, for basically all, all of season two. Yeah, yeah. And then well into season three. And, you know, and then, you know, and then, of course, Penguin starts working, you know, more with, with Nigma. And yeah. so then as actors, we get to play with each, with each other so much. Mm-hmm. But it is true. It's where... Reality comes in like Drew and I are, you know, we're sad. You know, it's sad yeah. that we, we that our when our characters are enemies. And I had the same thing with with uh, Aaron Richards' character Barbara. Mm, yeah. Well, actually, with Aaron Richards, the actress, I was like, you know, we were both like, you know, we're enemies on the show. It's just, <laughs> yeah, you, know, it you know, it's just really strange. Yeah, it's the only downside to having such a close cast mm-hmm. is that when it comes to that. But I actually don't think it's a downside because I think. Acting, this, this, I don't believe that you have to, to, to live in the method and be, right. you know, I, I think you turn on your characters. And so the connections, even if, you know, Butch and Penguin don't see eye to eye, the connection that we have together is still there. It makes whatever 
our characters' relationships are more vivid, more real. So that's, I, I gotta believe that there's some of that is what helps really drawing people to our show. Yeah. It makes our show stand out. Yeah, it would, it would be horrible if poor Aaron was sitting over at the corner uh, while you guys all chatted <laughs> and had great fun. Poor girl's over from Wales, so, you know, yeah, getting, like, stuck in the corner of New York. Anyway. <laughs> 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 not sitting at the corner. That's right. <laughs> uh, I wanted to quickly come back to something that, that Robin mentioned at, uh, at the panel yesterday. One of the, the descriptions that you had for Gotham was, I thought, a lovely description. I'd love you to uh, kind of go over it a little bit more, which was that, that Gotham, the way it kind of has created its films, has come out of love being taken away from the characters. I thought that was a beautiful way of describing Gotham as a show as a whole. Well, and I give credit. That, that I directly stole that from Danny Cannon, right. our executive yeah. producer and, and you know, head writer. You know, he's just a brilliant man. We're all here because of him. Mm-hmm. And the vision that he had for the, for the show, he and Bruno Heller, you know, that, that was what it was. It was about how the city itself is stripping these people of their humanity, of their love, of anything tender. It's a, the city is ripping it away from them. And, uh, yeah, and that's how these people go from being, you know, people who could potentially be good, kind people. No, it's, it's how the city creates the supervillain. Yeah, and you really feel that throughout season season two because obviously Gotham, Gotham season one ended with Oswald on top of a building claiming he's the king of Gotham and all the way throughout season two he gets his mother stripped from him, his father stripped from love of his life now in, in Ed's abyss mm-hmm. uh, stripped from a bit now into season three so it's starting that spiral for, uh, for yeah, a character really, yeah, really interesting. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the, it's, I think it's one of the more poignant things about the show and the fact that, you know, again, like what we're doing is we're trying to bring real human emotion and experience to these characters that, you know, are, are fantastic, yeah. but we're still trying to root them in something real. And I think for all of us, that's where we're finding, you know, the humanity inside of them. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah like you, you were speaking about Danny there, and um, obviously there's Alfred and there's Bruno as well, um, Brits working in, in the US on these shows, and a lot of British actors working in, um, in the USA, but I don't know how much you know of, say, UK or Irish television, but would there be any shows over here that you would like to guest on? I mean, like, there's Doctor Who kind of thing. Absolutely. My uh, wife is British. It's, uh, Downton well, Abbey. Yeah. <laughs> so any job I could get over here to bring her back to, to her homeland, I would be a, a winner and really happy wife, happy life. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just waiting for the Mr. Bean. Yeah. <laughs> I love Do you like meetings? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, it's funny because I, because I have a British wife, I've watched British television over the whatever we can get in America, and there are certain ones that we really got into. Some is like as 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 popular as uh, Spooks, what you yeah, call it, yeah, MI5, yeah. which I loved, and they had so many incredible actors coming out of that. Mm-hmm. But also, the, some of Cilia is like Hotel Babylon. We used to watch that, and, and it was just like this nice candy yeah. to eat, you know. And, and uh, so, yeah, I, I'm dying to come back here and work. So, all of you producers listening to the Gotham TV podcast, <laughs> would you hire a brother, please? Actually, actually. So, let's take that. We dearly do. <laughs> but you guys, I don't know if you guys know this, and you need to check it out. I'm sorry, but it, Robin played on the David Letterman show back in the States. He played, he played, what was your name? I was Daryl, the late show page with the fake British actor. And the bit was, I come out, and, and Dave is like, hello, Daryl. And I'm like, hello, darling. Well, guys, thank you so much for your time. I know oh, that we're, we've got, we're running pretty, pretty close to the end. Got a couple of last questions, very quick sure, last yeah. questions. Um, so, 
We asked David yesterday which bat suit he'd want and which, which, which Batmobile he'd like to drive if he had the opportunity to do it. I'd love to ask Robin if you had any umbrella, any, any weapon inside of an umbrella from the Batman cartoons and Batman uh, comic books, which would you like? Is there any, any weapon uh, you'd like? Well, I don't, I'm not sure if it was in the comic books, but the, the umbrella that I would most enjoy would be the uh, helicopter umbrella. Awesome. <laughs> that would be cool. returns. I just, yeah. you know, I just love the idea. Of, you know, it's like getting payments flight. I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's yeah. Like kind of fun and metaphorical. Right. Get a grand New York traffic would be a lot easier as well. And for, for Butch... If you could replace your hand with something, would it be a would it be a corkscrew? Would it be a bazooka? <laughs> I always thought like like a, a hand cannon would be pretty good. You know, you just got a kind of a one big buckshot, and you you know uh, that would be pretty great. But I, over the the last uh, year or two, or however long it's been since he got his hand lovingly chopped off by Oswald. <laughs> Um, the, the, the number of times I've had suggestions, both um, appropriate and inappropriate, on what I should put on my hand, uh, I should really have compiled a list because people have a lot of opinions. Nice. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, probably for me it'd be a pizza slice. I definitely need a pizza <laughs> to make that worth its while. Swiss Army knife. Yeah, 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 you got a little yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah, our favorite scene that we had together was the when we blew up Azure in season two, and we were talking about like, you know. Why isn't it coming out of your face? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I love it. That can work really well. Yeah. We've, uh, one of our listeners, Claire Payne, she's, she's at the convention, um, sent us a question. We asked if anyone wanted to ask you questions. And she was saying, what's it like working with um, like the range of directors that you work on in a season? And you know, are there any styles or shots or scenes that you just didn't think they turned out? The, like... Like better, it was completely unexpected. They didn't turn out differently in any way. It's a good question. I don't know. I mean, it's the directors have been incredible, and and the great thing about having a show that lasts more than one season is that you know our first season was sort of like finding the group of people that really you know brought something out of all of us and that really added something to the show. So and in season two, we bring more of those people back, and then mm-hmm. season three even more. So it's like we're honing in on the directors who really have you know, the vision down to a science and, and who are also like, you know, just basically translating Bruno Heller and Danny Cannon's original idea, you know, and then we've really learned about some amazing people. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because our show is very technical and, and you know, mi- millions of moving parts all at once. It's a massive undertaking to take as a director. But, you know, finding those directors that still find the time to, you know, occasionally you would have a director who would just be like, you know, like, Say, they say something like, just go and do your penguin thing. <laughs> like, okay, just go and kiss my ass. <laughs> but, but, you know, like the other directors, or, you know, and then now we don't have that. We have directors who know us very well and they know how to say, you know, in not so many words, just like, even a couple words, they know how to get, you know, a new color, a new, a new tint to whatever the scene is. And, yeah. and that's a really lovely, wonderful thing because, again, to bring it back, Rooting this fantastic, over you know, over the top, wild show into something that's real and yeah. human, you know, it's 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 beautiful when we find people who are able to do that so easily. And it's not easy. Yeah. It's not a, it's not an easy job for a director. I've seen certain directors just crumble <laughs> under yeah. the weight of it, and I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. But you know, the problem is you don't know until you do it. 
And so, you know, when we get a new director, we're like, okay, you know, got to cross our fingers. And, and most of the time, you know, they, they work it out. And, um, and that's why what Robin's saying is even more true. Like, when, when you find someone that gets it, you want to get them back as soon as yeah. possible. Absolutely. And I will yeah. say, like, in season three, episode 17 was directed by Benjamin McKenzie. Yes. And, you know, and I will just, in, in full honesty, you know, when that was announced, you know, it was a little like, okay, like I didn't, you know, it's like, sure. I, you know, of course we trust him, but, you know, it was new for him, but he turned out to be one of the best directors that all of us have ever worked with. Because again, he has that understanding. He knows us yeah. personally. Mm-hmm. We all get along so well together and he could just say two words to me and I know exactly what he wants, you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah. having that shorthand is incredible. And so he's just, he really is sort of, he's, he's, he's number one on our show for a reason and, yeah. and he really proved himself. Uh, when you directed that episode. So I'm excited when eventually you get to see it. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's good to have an old friend directing. Exactly. Exactly. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. It's such a pleasure. Robin Lord Taylor. Robin Lord Taylor. Thanks you very much. Yeah, Yeah, thanks guys. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We'll hopefully have you back on. I would love to. Absolutely. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us for this interview and a huge, huge thank you to Robin Lord Taylor and to Drew Pell and all the team behind Heroes and Villains FanFest London. Uh, it was great to meet some of the people behind it, from James Frazier to the guys in the PR team, to some of the presenters, uh, the people that actually set it up. Really, really good of them to set aside some time for that exclusive interview with Robin Lord Taylor and Drew Pell. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you did enjoy it, just make sure you go and subscribe to our podcast over at gothamtvpodcast.com slash iTunes, if you like iTunes. If you're not on iTunes, you can subscribe to the podcast through any other good podcast listener. Uh, just search for Gotham TV Podcast, or you can just go to our website at gothamtvpodcast.com. We love hearing from you. If you want to email us, just email us at feedback at gothamtvpodcast.com. And As always, you can also watch the episodes over on YouTube. See my lovely bright orange shirt over there. Uh, Just go and search for Gotham TV Podcast and you'll see the uh, the interview with uh, with Robin Taylor and Drew Powell. It is just the audio version. Again, we didn't record a video for these episodes, but it was so good of the guys to give some time out for us. Hope you enjoyed. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye. I'm David Mazuz, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. This is Drew Powell, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. This is Robin Lord Taylor, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast.